Continuing our discussion of Mark chapter 10, and we talked about divorce last week, and uh, we're moving on to verse 13, and a great little section here uh, about Jesus and the little children, and uh, just quickly, just a couple verses here, 13 to 16, just want to get your thoughts on um, just how Jesus interacted with these children, and maybe what what that means to you or for us today. Um, Tiffany, I'll let you kind of share first that little section. Sure. Um, I thought it was interesting um, that they brought the little children up to him, that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Hmm. I guess he kind of told them. <laughs> kind of put them in their place. Yeah, those and, disciples, man. <laughs> they got a lot of pruning. <laughs> they had a lot of work with those boys, but uh, uh, I think he got them pretty... Taught them a lot. They were rough around the edges. He was rebuking them. And you know, and I think sometimes we do that in our churches. We make sure we have some place for each child and they want the sanctuary quiet. But you know what? It's a family place to me. A lot of times I think it's important to have your children in church so they can learn how to, you know, respect and, you know, that type of thing. But the innocence of a child, there's, there's just... Um, They speak the truth in love, and they're so honest. And, um, you know, when he said to them that, you know, he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the children come to me and do not forbid them, you know, he really put them in their place. And he showed them that, you know, they were wrong. You know, they were were wrong. And and I know it goes into the next one, but the innocence of the one that, um, you know, how they ask him questions and everything, and he had such such a way to minister to them and reach them at a young age. So I just I really when they said the disciples rebuked them, messed it up. Yeah, those disciples. Becky, what are your <laughs> thoughts? Um, just these few little verses here that give us I don't know gives us just a little more of a picture of who Jesus was and his heart, and you know it's a, it's one of, it's a couple of little verses, but really. It, it so much reflects who Jesus was and what's important to him. Just to so show you how gentle he is, but, you know, it also just how almost simple it is to just, you know, it, it says in verse 15, I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. It's almost like it's like that simple in a sense, but, um, you know, just having faith like a child, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask questions. It doesn't hurt to just have that, you know, that faith like a child. It's yeah. just, and to me, it just shows you how Jesus is just so gentle. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's, uh, we see the disciples, you know, do some things that aren't, you know, <laughs> the greatest example mm-hmm. from, from time to time. We have some other things even in this own, this, this same chapter. Um, you know, you think, and that's what I was saying, you know, we have our kids in different sec- sections, and yes, we're teaching them age-appropriate things about Jesus, but when they were on the hillside and the people just flocked to hear Christ, mm-hmm. he wasn't saying, could you take those children somewhere so it was yeah. quiet, you yeah. know, saying, bring them in, yeah. you know, and Sorry. he showed them love. folks, Junior Church is on the next hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yep, the nursery's down, down in know, the valley. It's mm-hmm. interesting you bring that up. I um, recently went to um, up to our headquarters mm-hmm. um, for the Wesleyan Church and met with um, 
the, the leaders from the top 20 largest churches in the denomination and uh, sitting around just discussing youth ministry philosophy and just kind of our what's going good and what are we struggling with and um, there's a real feeling from youth ministry and we're talking about children here but I think it it might go down even younger Um, but there's a real feeling today that um, getting back to family ministering to families Mm -hmm. together um, we've gotten away from that you know and you, you pointed that out We've got something for everyone. Um, you know, I have a family of six. Um, we come into church, and apart from, you know, my wife and I going to like a main service together, um, the rest of the time we're all somewhere different. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of looking at that, there's. There's a number, and actually, some of these youth ministries, some of these churches that were represented there, are really um, trying very hard to bring families together. Like they're saying, their worship service time is now. It's not. We're not just targeting the parents. Um, this is the body of Christ of all ages coming together, mm-hmm. and it takes intentional leadership to make all those different age groups feel connected, to feel included. Um, I know for me, sometimes it's hard uh, when I sit in a service, and even if something as simple as giving an announcement, and when they say, you know, we've got students in in there, and an announcement's presented, you know, the the youth are going to be doing this, and it's like they're talking about them when they're sitting right there. Right. Rather than, you know, we are doing this, and our, hey, students, you know, this is an opportunity for you. It's kind of like, you know, the youth are doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, simple little things like that. Um, the message itself um, being uh, intentionally um, kind of put together to speak to different age groups and be relevant to different age groups. Um, but there's there's a big... Uh, kind of push in a lot of churches to do that and to try to bring families together to kind of experience church together as a family Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm i'm i think it's something that's uh it's a it's a next i think something we're going to see more it's a next step that's going to deal with some of the some of the problems of uh segregation and separation that we've created with our church programming in the past um and uh you know, thinking that the worship service is the place where we should all come together, not, um, you know, we've got maybe other Bible classes and stuff that are more topical and more age-appropriate discussion, Um, but that coming together to worship God um, is a place where we can all come together collectively. Uh, Any thoughts on what that might look like or how that that could happen? What do you think? I mean, that would take, it really takes a little bit of sacrifice from everybody, you know. Um, I've gotten to where it's, my kids haven't learned how to sit through a service because they haven't had to, you know. Mm -hmm. I grew up in some smaller churches where it wasn't uncommon to have kids in the service. Um, And 
ever seen some pretty hysterical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it, but you know what? It's it's important. You you got learn. your bag of snacks and your bag of toys. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But they learn that re- it's respect. They, yeah. That your your children learn respect. We we you know we've always. Dylan, when he was younger, always went into the service with us. So, yes, they could go to their Sunday school class, but then the family together goes into the sanctuary for right. church. Right. You know, yes, if a child starts to cry, just one of you simply take a turn and get up and walk out with it so it doesn't keep disrupting. But, you know, bring them back in. Once they're calm, bring them back in. It teaches respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we've gotten to catering so much or to separating. It's it's just, I think it creates, it, it just... I think it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I really miss and, that. And some people, you know, some, the congregation needs to, in some ways, um, be willing for that to happen as well. Mm-hmm. You know, those mm-hmm. that don't have children mm-hmm. need to be able to... Oh, why did I keep that kid wet? Yeah, you, know, you, you know, see what they're saying. Why do they just want to do that? Remember when you had children. You know, they need to remember when. Right. And say, isn't it so nice that family has that child in church? And I, and I was, you were talking about, you know, kids coming in and, you know, maybe not understanding some things. But boy, what does that, what does that create then? You know, then mm-hmm. you got a child that hears something, and you know, probably is going to ask the parents, you know, what that meant on the ride home, or you know, what right. hears exactly. something that sparks a question. Yep. That's healthy mm-hmm. growth and discussion, and brings the family together. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't even just the times that Dylan has been in church and Tamara. I've got both my kids in church, and it is such a good feeling. Both my kids are sitting with me in church, and we're hearing the same thing. And like you say, we talk about it on the way home. It's like, yeah, remember the way he said it with that? And, you know, we, it's, it's a great conversation. But it's healthy for our family. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing here that's really uh, very exciting, or especially for those working in children's ministry, um, talking about, you know, the kingdom of God belonging to such as these and um, receiving the kingdom like a child. Um, just understanding that, uh, you know, children can get it and children can um, children can understand um, what Christ has done for them and the care that he has for them. Um, and certainly if Jesus was receiving these children, you know, that uh, certainly our Heavenly Father will receive children that, that come to Him as well. And He cared about what He says. I know this is in 17, but it says, Now as He was going, he was going up the road, one of them came running and now before, before Him. But He called Him good teacher. And He's telling Him, you know, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. And He was able to share that with Him and say, I'm, I'm the messenger. I'm like you. God is good. God's mm-hmm. the one. And so He... You know, he used that, you know, as a, as a witnessing tool to that child. And that child will never forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was talking to Jesus. I would never forget that. And I would be telling my friends all about it. You know? Yeah, and this, um, you know, as we move on and look at that next passage, um, I've heard uh, the, the, the wordage here um, talks about, you know, a rich young man or... Um, and uh, a lot of people think he was probably, you know, around maybe 13, 14 age, you know, would be like a youth today, okay. um, is who um, is dealing with here. And um, kind of interesting as we, we go on to that. 
mm-hmm. how that, that carries on. You but think about giving up the PlayStations and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so we see Jesus interacting with little children, mm-hmm. which um, it sounds like probably younger children um, because they were being brought to him. And then on his way, you know, then a, a little bit older child or, you know, youth, young man, um, probably like a youth today, runs up to him. And we see his interaction with, you know, another, and it, it's just a very interesting picture here um, that we see. All right. Well, that's good discussion on that little few verses there. But again, an important one to see how Jesus interacted with children and included them. Um, in what he was doing and welcome them when he was teaching and speaking and um, uh, very very good we uh, we could learn a lot from Jesus sometimes <laughs> 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 you're good always <laughs>